This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The glossing detangler and perfect conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana and welcome back to another episode of Seeing Other People. Together, we're navigating modern dating alongside experts and real-life daters who are sharing their stories. Don't have a date for tonight? No problem. Come learn, laugh, and maybe even cry along with us as we navigate the dating scene together. Hey guys, it's me. I am not really sure how to start this intro I have thought about what to say for a long time, and I know I really there, – there are no words. Um, I could try and string some together in a million different ways, and I know I'll still be upsetting people. There will still be people who think that what I'm saying isn't enough, that I need to be saying more, that I need to be using my platform differently, that I'm wrong, that I'm – I don't know. Um Obviously, it goes without saying, my heart is with every single person who has been impacted by what is going on in the Middle East. Um, This has been a horrible, horrible nightmare. And I know so many people who have lost loved ones. Um, I have just, I don't know, it's really hard to process what I've been feeling. And I know you guys all share that I had a hard time deciding if I should even post an episode or if I should say something and when to post and what to say. And um, I'm sure a lot of you guys saw my post on Instagram and I'm just, I'm trying my best to do what feels right. I'm trying my best to share how I'm feeling. I'm trying my best to be conscious of what everyone else is feeling and experiencing and seeing and going through. And again, I know I, there will, no one will ever have the right string of words to articulate what's going on and how they feel. And I, I apologize if I have offended anybody or upset anybody just by trying to express myself and where I stand and how I feel. Um, I, like I said, I'm human and I'm doing the best I can. I know this isn't about me. Um, and that was some of the backlash I got on my post, but I think it's really important for everyone to consider that, you know, how you're feeling matters and how this impacts you does matter. And I care. <laughs> and, um, 
I know a lot of us are feeling so many similar things. And so I think it's, it is important to talk about how it is impacting us and to come together and support one another. And I, I feel like I'm just word vomiting right now. Um, but yeah, I, I love you all. I'm so, so sincerely grateful for all of you who have reached out and expressed your support and love and encouraged me to take the time and space that I need and to say that you support me and the podcast no matter how many weeks I take off from posting episodes or posting content um, and just that your hearts are with me and the Jewish people and um, the people in my community and it, it really it means more than you'll ever know so thank you. Um, I have a link in the show notes that a friend of mine in Israel shared and she said it's the best place that you can find all these resources to donate and volunteer whether you're in Israel or abroad um, and yeah I hope that you guys understand just I, I I feel like it is important to release episodes and start doing that again I, I know so many people want an escape and a distraction um, and I encourage everyone to take what they need I, you know I took a week off of Instagram and it was really really beneficial to me and so definitely if you need space from it take that space if you need to go, I don't know, just just do take what you need um, and just know how much I, I love you all and, and appreciate you all. And um, I know I lost a lot of followers and listeners this week, but that's okay. I don't need them. I'm grateful for those of you who are here. And I just, yeah, thank you. And to anyone who is struggling right now, I I see you, I, I hear you, um, and I'm here for you and with you. And with that being said, we have a really wonderful episode today, and I'm very excited. I was I was definitely bummed to have to wait to put this one out, but it's great. I have Natasha and Justine, the co-hosts of Two Black Girls, One Rose, on to talk about what they've learned about modern dating and love and relationships from all of our favorite TV shows and we talk about different shows that are most accurately portraying modern dating and shows that are really, really missing the mark. Um, we talk about, can you really fall in love in six weeks? Um, is love blind? We talk about if giving an ultimatum is ever a good idea in our opinion and, and, and all of these things that we see on these shows. And it's a really great episode. I think it's a perfect escape. So I'm excited. Let's, let's get into it. And again, uh, sending so much love and support to every single person listening. And I hope that people don't pick apart what I said in this intro, even though I know they will. That's okay. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, I am so excited. I've been looking forward to this recording for so long. Natasha and Justine from Two Black Girls, One Rose are here. You guys, welcome to Seeing Other People. Hey, Lana. Hi. Thanks for having us. I want to know like every single detail about why you guys started talking about reality dating shows on a podcast, on social media, in the way that you do. Obviously, like we all have our group chats with our friends or have like a specific friend we watch a specific show with, but mm -hmm. you guys take it so far beyond that. And you're <laughs> helping everybody like learn so much from each of these shows and each person on each show. So would love just kind of your backstory of how this happened. Yeah. So Justine and I have been friends since high school. We've known each other the past 15, 16 years. Um, the story goes, we were bonded through Laguna Beach in high school. Justine wow. had the DVDs. Yes. She had the DVDs. She'd bring them to school. I'd like meet her up in the lounge. We'd watch it and like talk about it. So we've been watching TV and talking about it for quite some time. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we kicked off the podcast with The Bachelor. Um, I've always kind of watched The Bachelor. It's always been a guilty pleasure show of mine. I, like, I re literally remember watching the first season. Um, Justine used to watch... like I used to watch the last two episodes to see who would cry and who would maybe be on Dancing with the Stars, which was at the time <laughs> That's one funny. of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, Rachel Lindsay, she was the first Black Bachelorette. She was named... Mm -hmm. I was like so hyped for this. Justine and I had our own little tradition of getting together every Monday, watching uh, Rachel's mm -hmm. season. 
drinking wine and then I'd stay over her apartment till like two o'clock in the morning we'd still be talking about the show and just like making each other crack up um and then yeah we also started to listen to because I, I think we were both so in love with Rachel Lindsay that we were like mm -hmm. we just want more content so started listening to other bachelor podcasts um covering her season and just felt like they were watching a different show they just mm -hmm. really weren't capturing the nuances of this black woman's journey for love um and so we thought maybe we can start our own podcast and um give it a whirl and so we started off with Ari season of the bachelor um which i mean he's like the whitest man on earth so it's like such a stark <laughs> difference from rachel Lindsay. um and what you were like really planning to do yeah exactly. <laughs> but nonetheless we just had like great conversation we had a lot of fun um and we've covered a ton of bachelor content but obviously we've um we've you know dove into other dating reality shows love is blind man at first site and um really just seeing like what these shows what these popular shows are teaching us if anything about dating um you know love is blind is one of those shows that has such a like a chokehold on all of us when it's on tv mm -hmm. we're all dedicating hours and hours of our time watching it and then consuming so much content around it and continuing conversation and it's like if we're going to be doing all of this i hope i can learn something i hope i can uh take away something about modern dating or relationships or love or kind of look into my own life and see like what can i learn from these shows or what do i see of myself through these shows and so that's kind of the angle that we take with our recaps is having fun conversation but then also seeing if there's anything that we can take away and apply into our own lives yeah absolutely i think it is really interesting to look at it from a perspective of okay what are we actually taking away from this it's clearly if you're spending so much time watching something like that it is going to have an impact on you and mm -hmm. if it's a dating show it's gonna have an impact on how you date and so i think mm -hmm. it is a really cool concept and really great what you guys are doing which is actually looking at how could this possibly be affecting us like some mm -hmm. of this stuff maybe mm -hmm. we shouldn't be applying to our dating lives some of it maybe we would benefit from so i'm curious overall kind of to start is there one show that you think does a really good job at showing like okay this is kind of similar to real life dating mm -hmm. and this is the show we could take away positive learnings from um i would say married at first sight is one that sticks them in their real life the best i would say they keep their job everybody um like keeps their like nine to five job for the most part mm -hmm. um they live in their city that they're from um and they also like get to meet their families or not they make a lot of like choices on their own they have a lot of autonomy on that show and i think that shows a lot of what real life dating is like the unfortunate part is that these people are married Right. <laughs> while they are mm -hmm. doing this so that's a little bit extreme um but i would say married at first sight and then honestly love is blind does a pretty good job and maybe it's the casting that they do but love is blind does a great great job and then oh another show that me and natasha both watch natasha way more than me is ready to love Mm. ready to Ooh, love on one. own ready mm. to love on own is a fantastic show about yes. people between the ages of like 35 and 55 dating and um in such a slow way <laughs> everything is such a slow burn and mm. that's real life you may be talking to somebody for like three months you may be talking to somebody for two weeks who knows but they document all the real life stuff and then edit it in to make it interesting they don't have to like manufacture drama from any other outside producer involvement or anything like that. So I would say those three do a great job. Do you think there's a difference in, I don't want to say the success potential for a couple coming out of one show versus the other, but I kind of do feel like in this, what, what's coming to mind for me right now is like love is blind. Yes. Mm -hmm. They meet, they get engaged sight unseen but you do have that period where they do, you know, they meet the families, they go live together, they experience these things and they have like challenges to overcome together versus let's say on The Bachelor where in six weeks, you're just kind of living in this little paradise world where you're going on helicopters and there are fireworks at the end of every date and everything is so mm -hmm. magical. I'm curious what your thoughts are on the outcome. Like are couples more likely to actually end up in a healthy successful relationship after 
a show like Love is Blind versus The Bachelor or any other show. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest difference is the on The Bachelor, um, they're sequestered. You know, they're like off in this fantasy like bubble. Um, and we've seen over the course of 20 years that not many couples last after that show because there's no real challenge. There's no... Um, intervention of family or friends um, that really poses a challenge to those couples. So I think um, Love is Blind, which, you know, also the track record is so-so, but at least we have some married couples, you know, still together in the past, what, four or five seasons. Um, With Love is Blind, they have to answer to their families, right? They have to go live in an apartment together. They have to do real life, real world things um, that force them to really be challenged and have conversations on a deeper level than just like, are you here for the right reasons, you know? So um, I think that's why we see a difference in kind of like success, um between those shows i think it really comes down to the sequestering versus like it happening within real life mm-hmm. do you think in any of the producing or or even going back to like just i don't want to say writers room because it's quote unquote reality television but mm-hmm. do you think they've ever thought like with the bachelor like okay maybe we should extend this process so that these couples really have a chance to make it out. Like maybe we should Mm -hmm. put them in their hometown for, you know, maybe a whole week instead of just a day Mm -hmm. or like, is the focus really like, let's find charity or whoever else, like let's find them their person or is it like, let's make great television and maybe Mm -hmm. they'll end up with someone. It's very obvious that it's let's make great television. Very, because the formula hasn't changed and there's so many things they can dip into and do that they choose not to do. They choose to build the fantasy in the same formula that was 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So they just want to make good TV. Yeah. And I think keeping the fantasy alive, I think that's kind of the brand yeah. of Bachelor as well. Is It, it is a fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we don't want to challenge them too much. We don't want to do much more than just a hometown little visit um, because they know once you intervene with family, friends and things get real, that's when you start to see the crack show. Um, so I think keeping the fantasy alive is kind of their one and only mission or else they would have innovated by now. Yeah. It is interesting how like everything, I feel like everything else changes over time mm-hmm. and, and this franchise just has not, I mean, mm-hmm. they've tried different things and they've like gone added things in places, but like to your point, like it's exactly the same as it was when it started. And that's really crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we've never ha- even had an Asian lead. That's bizarre. That's just bizarre. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we've never had anyone pl- over a size six casted that's bizarre mm-hmm. you know yeah I, and I, it's also shocking to me like there's so much out there like all of social media is pushing them to do better mm-hmm. and they have so many chances to and they still don't yeah and it's so mind-blowing yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that's what's really bizarre as well like in the age of we're living in the love is blind world now, right? Like that mm-hmm. is the number one kind of dating show that has, it's has a global reach. It has all of us in a chokehold for the two, three weeks it's on TV. Um, we're living in that age now. And still there's like this resistance to innovating. Um, and which is very bizarre because the, the ratings and the love and the kind of hoopla around the bachelor we can all feel is diminishing (laughs) and so not really sure what the game plan is there but i'm happy that there's lots of other shows (laughs) we can all watch and is taking over and um giving us more um i think more conversations as well like when a show Mm -hmm. is so based in fantasy it's hard to have much to talk about um Love is Blind is also a very strange social experiment. Um, But, you know, even this last season, or I would say even, uh, was this two seasons ago with Zenob and the whole cuties situation? Like, Mm -hmm. everyone was talking about that. Everyone had an opinion. It had us talking about body image and anxiety. And um, I don't know how much of those huge kind of conversations, nuanced conversations we get from a show that's so based in, in fantasy. Mm 
Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started Presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a Presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone, Presently has your back. Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated, and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years, and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from, and if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Yeah, I think that's a really great point. And I also just started thinking about, I mean, we saw, I feel like there was one really, I think, great conversation that was brought up on charity season between her and Joey about, mm-hmm. okay, like what, would this look like if we were to end up dating? Like mm-hmm. you have never dated a black woman before. And I thought his like reaction to that, I thought just that conversation mm-hmm. was almost like groundbreaking on this show. Mm-hmm. For, and then it made me think of like the love is blind conversation. I forget who it was between, but it was about like, if we were to get pregnant and not be ready for it, like what would mm-hmm. we do? Mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting. And I like applaud the show for airing that conversation because they didn't have mm-hmm. to. But I think- mm-hmm. Like it's really, it makes me like almost like proud to like watch sometimes when there are conversations like this because exactly it gets everyone else talking and having conversations that they need to be having. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think that's kind of the interesting thing about reality television in particular is I think people think of reality TV generally as like lowbrow kind of like trash content. <laughs> um but they they do a really good job at creating conversation um, and sparking interesting conversations because when you're watching the show 
Um, unlike watching a scripted drama with reality TV, you are very much kind of putting yourself in the shoes of the participants. So you become almost a participant in the show, um, mm-hmm. which is which is very, I think, specific and unique to reality television. Um, so I think it's really interesting when a show is able to create conversation. Um, as you said, I think you're referencing maybe the Bartice, it was Bartice yeah, and, Bartice um, and yeah. Nancy, Nancy yeah. talking about abortions mm-hmm. and like, it was a very deep kind of uncomfortable mm-hmm. conversation. Um, but yeah, you have to applaud the show for airing it. That's something that they could have left on the editing room floor. I mm-hmm. like to feel and think that in bachelor world, there's a lot of interesting conversations that they leave on the editing room floor mm-hmm. just to keep it very, you know, uh, PG and squeaky clean for their very white middle-class middle America audience. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is interesting when you see these reality shows are able to kind of spur interesting debate and conversation. And that's what makes these shows so um, captivating to watch. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Is there a show in particular that you think gives like the worst dating advice or it's like (laughs) if you want to like learn or grow in your dating life in your relationship, like don't watch this show. (laughs) Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I mean, I think Too Hot to Handle is fun to watch. I don't know if we're really learning much from that yeah, show. Yeah, you don't learn anything. I don't think yeah. you learn anything. Um, yeah. I, I, would have, I don't even know if I want to call it a dating show, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, so probably that show. <laughs> yeah. I would say um, if we were going to go even off a little off script for dating reality, I would say Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> I would say they have some of the worst relationships, friendships, Mm. (laughs) everyone being kind of like Lisa's um, servant, uh, some may say. Um, And then also, obviously, the romantic relationships are all in deep, deep turmoil. I would say Vanderpump Rules is probably the worst. I'm, I'm partially proud and partially ashamed to say I've never watched it. Oh, really? Really? You didn't dive in for this whole scandal? No, I didn't. And I know, like, I've had, some of my best friends have been obsessed with it. Even I remember, like, I I did a semester uh, of college in LA and my roommate was obsessed with it. And, like, we had to go to Sir. Like, we had to go, (laughs) like, multiple times to see if anyone was going to be there. (laughs) You would have thought I would have started watching it at that point. I I never did and Mm -hmm. I really thought about it this time around Mm -hmm. when all the drama was happening but I was like do I don't I wouldn't even know where to begin like if I start from the beginning it doesn't matter just start from episode 15 season 10 doesn't matter (laughs) don't worry about it I've watched since season 1 I've been trying for years to get Justine to dip in finally got her dipped in this season for mm-hmm. Scandal and she started just with this season and just with this season it was fine yeah, doesn't matter <laughs> they're not that deep people so you can nope. you can jump right in it's what put, what pushed people over the edge mm-hmm. <laughs> okay is there anything that you've learned from any show that you've been able to apply to your own dating life or relationships or even mm-hmm. friendships yes there's a show that everyone on earth should be watching. Me and Natasha sing it from the mountains. I was going to go there Couples too. Couples <laughs> Therapy yes. on Showtime, <laughs> which I know is now like bought by Paramount Plus. I don't know how that is working now. Showtime got like purchased, I think. All Paramount I know Plus. is I made, did a free trial of Paramount Plus last week to watch Zoe 102 the movie as I was scrolling through the menu of like all the different shows and movies they have I was like wait this might be my favorite new streaming service like yeah I'm fully going to pay and not end my trial after I yeah Yeah, so I think you could watch it now on Paramount Plus but um that show I watch it as if it is a Super Bowl every single episode I'm like (laughs) he's a narcissist I mean I'm watching I'm chanting at the television right (laughs) and uh, Every season, there's some huge takeaway that you can take from at least one of the couples. It's a documentary style uh, show with one of the best couples therapists in New York City, Orna. And she's therapizing these people through huge issues. Like, I cheated on him four times and he cheated on me back three times. What do we do now? We have four kids, right? Like that kind of stuff. And so she's dealing with people who are also in New York City. They have these tiny apartments. They live in a two-bedroom apartment. They got four kids, two dogs, three cats. Like, it's crazy. And 
the issues that people come with because it's therapy, because it's only eight sessions and they know that they're getting the best care they can get, they lay it all out on the table. And recently I was rewatching season two and she said um, about a woman who was really treating her partner like not very nicely at all. And he loved her so much, almost unconditionally. And he was like, if I bought her an island and I said, let's stay here, she'd still be afraid that I'd get on a boat and row away from her. And Orna said something that changed the way I think about myself. She said, this woman is just trying to control the situations around her because she's been through so much in her childhood that she's trying to self-sabotage just to make sense of the world around her. Mm. Actually having stability and having a stable man for her and her children doesn't make sense to her. Mm -hmm. So she's trying to make sense of the world around her. And when you're an entrepreneur, I'm sure, you know, as a podcast host, it can be kind of like daunting to think about growth and numbers and all that stuff. And you have to start dreaming. And it was really hard for me to like dream big with our podcast because of some like self-sabotage old work stuff. And so for her to say that, uh, for Orna, the therapist, to say, it's just you trying to make sense of the world around you. It changed the way I think about myself, how I forgive myself when I'm waking up and trying to manifest a billion dollars for Natasha and I. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's one of the one of the things that I've learned. Long story short, my like, goddamn. <laughs> I am shook right now that I have never heard of this show and that I've never seen it mm-hmm. because it sounds like the best show ever and it sounds yeah, like it is actually it productive is. it is yes couples therapy everyone should be watching couples therapy it's um everyone I think we've had now what three four seasons um three, yeah three yeah, seasons I want to say yeah. yeah and I watch couples therapy with my husband and I was gonna say, like, that'd be a great thing to do with your partner. Yeah, about all the conversations that will come from that. Definitely, mm-hmm. it's intense. <laughs> it's definitely intense. It's intense. Because yeah. you naturally, as you're watching the show, you're putting yourself in the shoes of these couples. So if they're having communication issues, as you're watching, you're thinking about your own communication styles. Uh, but it's definitely one of those shows that, like, in between each couple, we're like pausing to like talk, and it's very prod very productive. Um, And to piggyback on Justine, it helps you really to understand how your own behaviors Mm -hmm. are often trauma informed um, and um, teaches you a lot about uh, grace, having grace with yourself, having grace with your partner, uh, just the level of like deep understanding you have to have for other people to provide that grace as well. Um, and yeah, I think it's definitely the one show, I mean, it is, it's a reality show, but it's, it's like docu style, like a docu series. So it feels a little bit more highbrow. Um, but Mm -hmm. the show is led by a couple's therapist. So I think that's one thing that's sometimes missing out of these reality shows is like a host that actually has the background that can really help these couples. Um, I always say Temptation Island is like one of the wildest social experiment shows. But um, what I do love about it is their host, this guy, Mark Wahlberg, just literally every session or every episode, he does like couples therapy or group therapy with these people on this like very crazy show, but he's able to make the show productive. And I think that's something I would love to see in a lot of reality shows, um, kind of piecing that or kind of ripping that off from couples therapy. Cause I think that's what makes the show so good is, is the productivity yeah. behind it. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right, all right, I know that everyone has their hands up. And I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history 
history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. Absolutely. And it's what gives people a chance to work through something. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mm -hmm. even a few seasons ago, there was a group date on The Bachelor with, and they brought a therapist in. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, I don't yeah. remember whose season yes. it was, but I remember yeah. like mm-hmm. it was Genevieve was really struggling mm-hmm. in that conversation with the therapist. And the therapist kind of pointed out like she didn't think Genevieve was going to be able to get there because mm-hmm. Genevieve had like a lot she needed to like work through first. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was like, I, I just wish we could see more of that on more shows because I think that's like, if you want to, you want to help people find love or even the people on going on the shows, you want to find love. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that you have to do internally first. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. no matter, like you could meet the perfect person, but if you're not there yet, mm-hmm. it's never going to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that I think is often what we're seeing in a lot of these shows and why these relationships yeah. don't last is because a lot of these people haven't done the work yet. They just came to find love, but didn't do the self-work before. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's so interesting to hear about a show like couples therapy when you compare it to like the ultimatum where it's like, oh, well, like something's not working. You're like, you're not willing to commit. Okay. Like let's go air all, out all of our grievances and figure okay. this out on this show <laughs> instead of like, it's, it's you and me working together against the problem. Like, no, it's me versus you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people go on reality TV instead of going to therapy. <laughs> you see it a yeah. lot. Mm-hmm. It's like, why, mm-hmm. why is this the platform for you to figure out these issues or to break up with <laughs> your boyfriend or husband or whatever? Like just go into the therapist chair, save us, save mm-hmm. all of us this agony. Also, like if you're in that not good of a place, why would you ever want the world to see it like your all of your relatives your parents friends like everyone like I've in the past when I was single I did think about like oh like should I just go on a reality dating show because my dating life is hopeless and I have nothing to lose but Mm -hmm. I thought about it from a sense of like well maybe I could meet somebody it wasn't like uh oh I'm just gonna Mm go be a disaster on television and maybe someone will like me (laughs) (laughs) I don't think some people are thinking through it as as uh, no, definitely not as strongly as you definitely are. Definitely not. No, <laughs> no. I think they have nothing to lose, and they have all the Instagram followers to gain. And so yeah. they're on there, yep. and they're looking, yep. yeah, yep. having a great time. Mm-hmm. That is true. Is there a show that since you mentioned Instagram followers, is is there a certain show you think people go on genuinely to find love versus for the quote unquote wrong reasons as to gain a mm-hmm. following? Mm-hmm. I think uh, Justine mentioned it already. Ready to love. Um, Ready to love. So it's a honestly, it's a fantastic show. They had their like celebratory hundredth episode where they kind of like recapped all the couples from the season from the, over the over the years, and there was like a shocking amount of couples that were still together. Um, and what makes Ready to Love so interesting is 
uh, all the cast members are, as Jesse said, between the ages of 35 and 55. They are divorced, like they've been divorced or widow, uh, widows. They have kids. They are like fully formed, mature adults um, who are genuinely going there for love. Um, usually every season they kind of throw in one little curveball, this one kind of person for TV purposes. But um, generally everyone there is pretty serious because as we said, they have a lot to lose. They have kids that they have to introduce. They have mm-hmm. family. They have past. They are professionals with their own businesses you know they're mm-hmm. not trying to go on tv to make themselves look like a fool um and so that's why you see so many successful couples coming from that show and it really the age i think is a huge thing age and life experience huge. is yes. huge yeah yes you can tell i just saw a clip of an interview with francesca from two out to handle and blah 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 somebody showed and you everything else <laughs> everything <laughs> <Right>. else <laughs> And she was um, on Sophia with an F's podcast. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about how she is in a better position than a practicing actor because she can go into any position she wants and she can act however she wants. And I was like, you don't have anything to lose. You are just portraying Mm. whatever, Francesca, you feel like being today Mm. so that we buy something from you. Yeah, That is crazy. (laughs) Only somebody single with no kids could do some mess like that. Yeah, Yeah. true. Only. That's Mm -hmm. it. It's a very limited, narrow (laughs) space, but a lot of people are fitting in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It would be so interesting to like go back in time and have a conversation with her like before she went on Too Hot to Handle and then like everything else and like right. her personality, her yes. goals, her values yes. then versus now. Yeah. I want to know. Yes, I'd love to know because she just bought a house. Like, you know, she ain't hurting at all. So. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's, I, I wonder if like the, I guess maybe not because the Bachelor data Instagram account is focused on Bachelor, but I love to see like an actual chart with like, here are different shows and here are the number of couples that are still together. Mm. Yeah, she might have done that. She might have. She has like pop culture data. She has like a bunch yeah. of other Instagrams too. I'm curious about that. Might have it. Um, yeah. one thing that just came to mind. Have you guys watched The Circle? No, oh, that's one I haven't. Okay. Yeah, watch The Circle. It's not dating, but I yeah. I do really love it. And what I think is really cool is it's a reality show where again, it's like I just said, it's not a dating show, mm-hmm. but there have been relationships that have come out of it because it's Mm. people like connecting and trying and like forming friendships and they don't Mm. actually meet in person until literally like the finale and the reunion. Mm -hmm. But um, there was a season, I think it was two seasons ago, this girl, Alyssa went in as herself and this guy, John went in as trying to catfish as his mom. And (laughs) they, throughout the show, like they're hilarious conversations that this girl, Alyssa thinks she's having with, like a seven, 65, 70 year old Italian mom. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and they met after at the end and they just like had such a strong like friendship bond mm-hmm. as a basis. And mm-hmm. they've now been dating for over a year. And I think that wow. is so cool where mm-hmm. it wasn't the intention, but they were putting themselves out there. They were being genuine. And that's something like amazing that came from it, which is, I think it's just really mm-hmm. special and cool and different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've not seen that show. I gotta mm-hmm. check in there. Yeah. I haven't. Yeah. I recommend. I recommend. Mm-hmm. If you guys had the opportunity to create your own dating reality show, what would it look like? What would be the thing or what would be the parameters? Yeah. A show okay. that we just uh, finished recapping that um i loved was swiping america um it came Mm -hmm. on hbo max um we just recapped it on our on our public feed um and what i loved about that show it is it was the most true to modern dating reality show that i've seen um they Mm -hmm. took four single new yorkers sent them around the country to eight different cities to date and they were dating people from swiping apps um which is how we're all dating now so i really like that show just because it um really just showed like the 
realness of dating how like most dates are duds <laughs> like most uh you know sometimes it takes you a while to craft a text message kind of like a lot of the banality of dating mm -hmm. so minus all the drama all the production drama it was just very true to like what actual people are dealing with in modern dating um and yeah if i had to come up with my own show um that would be like a very core part of it i think mm -hmm. um i think that's what made swiping america so enjoyable to watch is by the end you care less about like who they were gonna end up with and because the show was very low stakes because dating generally mm -hmm. is low stakes um there was no forced engagement or marriage or whatever at the end that made it feel like an experiment um uh, which are, is also fun to watch but this show was just very much a literal reality dating show um mm -hmm. and i think it made it really enjoyable um, particularly, I mean, I'm out of the market now, but I can imagine as a single person watching the show, just kind of really resonating with the leads because they're dating exactly the way that I'm dating. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Justine, what about you? Yeah. I think the ones that I always come up with like on the fly when we're on the podcast have a lot to do with the Black African-American experience. And I think that some things that would be really fun for me to watch, but also for other people who don't experience um, Blackness the same way I do as somebody who is Black living in the Northeast would be a church reality dating show mm. somehow, <laughs> get the church involved, or the Divine Nine sororities and fraternities. I think those would be incredible to have. BET has BET and BET Plus. There's plenty of room for this kind of program. <laughs> I don't know why they don't have it already. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I sit, stand with SAG, AFTRA, and everybody else. But when y'all are done, we are ready to go. Because <laughs> there are so many opportunities. And I think what makes shows like Indian matchmaking and Jewish matchmaking so good is that they're so culturally relevant. And mm -hmm. so we're all yes. not Indian and I'm not Jewish. I'm watching from the outside and I'm hooked. Mm -hmm. And it's because I'm learning so much about a culture at the same time. Even mm -hmm. with Love is Blind, with that conversation that you were speaking about earlier, I thought that was so specific to Texas. Mm -hmm. Like people in LA and New York City don't like, you poor choice or not? Like, it's not even a debate. It's just like, uh, it's like a, a, a prompt on an app. Right. It's not even a debate. It's not even a, a question. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that kind of specificity, I would really love to watch and produce. I, I do feel like over the last few years, people are so much more open and desire, like they have such a, more of a desire to actually learn about different cultures and about yeah. what like someone in this place what their life is like, what their mm -hmm. dating life is like, what mm -hmm. someone who's this race, this religion, like, I think we've all come a long way in a short time. There's mm -hmm. so much more room to grow and so mm -hmm. much more we have to do on that journey. But I think everyone is really excited to learn right mm -hmm. now. And mm -hmm. that's why there is so much room for opportunity. And I would love to watch that show. I would love to watch mm -hmm. both of your shows. Yeah. I think yeah. with, with the Swiping America mention, that reminded me, and I think it's so interesting, during COVID, maybe right once people started like going outside again, mm -hmm. um, this, he was like probably 21 at the time, this guy I ended up stumbling upon on TikTok, he decided to do something he called 50 dates in 50 states where mm -hmm. he had just like graduated college and the job market was weird and he was living at home. So he was like, screw it. I'm going to like get a van and go on a road trip and try and document it and try and go on a date with a girl in every state. And he mm. did it all on Tinder. And he oh, showed wow. all of these different dates with all of these different types of people and what each date was like in, you know, a date versus in Kansas is going to mm -hmm. be very different mm -hmm. than a date in Seattle and a date mm. in New York versus Florida. So mm -hmm. that's really interesting. And that's the first thing I thought of when you kind of mentioned the concept of swiping America. Mm -hmm. And I do think that is so cool. And, and I think, you know, this, guy probably has like 500,000 followers after his first time doing it because people were so felt so connected to it like yeah. you said like this reminds me of me mm -hmm. and I can see myself fitting in mm -hmm. yeah yeah I think a lot of dating shows maybe not The Bachelor The Bachelor does a good job of like casting kind of like middle America I guess people yeah. but most mm -hmm. dating shows are very much aligned to the coasts so, mm -hmm. you know, New York, L.A., like, you know, Miami. So it is interesting. Watching Swiping America was really interesting to see what is dating like in Asheville. 
what is in mm-hmm. Asheville, North Carolina? What is dating like in Santa Fe? Like I have no <laughs> alliance, no like people at all yeah. in those regions. Um, and I think we've seen dating in New York on many different ways, many different shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, a show that definitely um, gives us access um, to those people's experiences and those communities is really interesting. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I have a few quick fire questions for you. Let's do it. First and foremost, is love blind? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Uh, No. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think so. Yeah. I... Mm. Love? Nah. Yellow one. <laughs> yeah. No. I you're so sure of it, but Natasha's no. like trying to say that. Yeah. I'm trying to piece together. Um, I can hear both sides. Let's hear both sides. Yeah. I've got the point in your brain. I think to an extent, love is blind. I think we have seen on uh, on Love is Blind in particular, people literally falling in love through a wall. Um, and then where the trouble comes afterwards is then piecing together the physical with the emotional. Um, but you can't deny that the feelings that they had, the emotional connection, that love feeling mm-hmm. before seeing that person was real. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why part of me is thinking like, yeah, I, I do think love is blind. Um, I um, Where I hesitate is physical attraction is super important. And so that oftentimes does trump. Um, I think mm-hmm. uh, recently a friend of mine, she had never seen Love is Blind. So I was watching season one with her um, and we were uh, watching Jessica and what was his name? Mark. Jessica and Mark um, f- full on fell in love. And then she saw mm-hmm. Mark's face and his five mm. foot six stature. And she was mm. like, she just couldn't piece the two together. Um, <laughs> so that's where it gets complicated. Like, is it blind? Because yeah. suddenly her love became conditional. Now she mm-hmm. can't wrap her love around that face and that height. Yes. Um, yeah. So I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm a little torn uh, on that question. Mm-hmm. I wonder if part of that comes down to like the time that she was in the pods, she was creating an image of him in her mind. Definitely. And so when yeah. he was so far from that image versus if, you know, maybe it, maybe had she known his hair color and his height before Mm -hmm. and was able to like work off of that and have that in her head versus, you know, putting this imaginary person on a pedestal and almost like drawing out what this perfect person is going to look like. I feel like Mm -hmm. that really messes us up the same way talking Mm -hmm. to somebody for too long on a dating app messes us up and fucks with our expectations. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. I think what Natasha mentioned about love being conditional is really important. Mm -hmm. I think love with a partner should be conditional. I don't think it should be unconditional. The only unconditional love you should have is the love that you have with your mama and she has with you. And then the love that you have with your children or your nieces and nephews. That's it. Mm. Everybody else has conditions. Mm. Yeah. And some of those can be physical attraction. It it just depends. But mm-hmm. I think that it's just logical. It's it's one of those things where like ego and logic are actually really important mm. to defend you. Mm. Yeah. And to make sure you're safe. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. What came to mind for me with like I agree we have seen love happen in the pods without them seeing each other, that connection is there. Mm-hmm. I think my response to my own question would be <laughs> love is blind, but sometimes love isn't enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Definitely. And that, yeah. that goes yeah. for everything and everyone in every situation. Like no matter how much you want to make something work, sometimes even if, you know, you're in the pods, you fall in love, you see each other in person, you're attracted to each other. It's not always enough. Yeah. 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 Yep. Usually isn't enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> love yeah. is cute and yeah. all, but it's, yeah. <laughs> She's not going to get you down the aisle. Right. Do you think giving an ultimatum is ever actually a good idea? We talked about this. So we recapped recapped queer love. And that was one of the big questions we talked about. Um, Oh, man. What did I say? (laughs) I don't remember either. You know what? I remember having a lot of questions about the difference between an ultimatum and a boundary. I think those two get really confusing with people and especially even when i watch the ultimatum even with people like yoli and mal i'm like wait did you have a boundary or did you just want 
a certain type of person? Do you want this type of Like, it just got so confusing with that show. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't think an ultimatum is ever a good idea because you are not, I think, Natasha, I think you said this, you're not one foot out the door. Like, you, if you want an ultimatum, you just want the person to change. And the only way that person is going to change is if they want to, not if you want them to. Mm. They're always going to resent you. It's always followed up by resentment. Yeah. I don't see how yeah. it wouldn't be followed up with some yeah. sort of <laughs> resentment. And yeah, I agree. I don't know if ultimatum is the answer. It feels kind of like uh, pushing someone over the ledge to do something that they probably don't want to do. And then it, you're going to always question their motivation. What was the genuine mm-hmm. motivation? Was it the ultimatum? Was it from your own heart? I think we saw it in definitely this season of Queer Love with Mal and Yoli. Mal at the mm-hmm. end proposed. Um, and as I was watching it, I was like, you sure, Mal? <laughs> like, I don't think you actually want this. You just don't want to lose Yoli. And so right. just the question of motivation then will always haunt, will always haunt you. So I don't think the person even mm-hmm. giving the ultimatum is going to be happy in the end, even if the person gives them what they want. Mm-hmm. I also got to imagine it probably does not feel good to give an ultimatum. No, yeah, it can't. That must feel terrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I don't wish that on anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me either. Do you really think it is possible to fall in love in six weeks? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. I'd say yes for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I fell in love with my husband in maybe like three four weeks <laughs> i i remember looking back at my <laughs> journal and like the first mention in my i i journal almost like every day i'm like an average journal and so when we were falling in love i was like heavy journaling the whole experience and i think it was like three weeks in was like the first mention of love like i think i'm falling in love with this person so <laughs> i'm definitely yes love can happen very quickly i definitely love am that. a huge believer in that <laughs> Mm-hmm. How did you meet your husband? On Hinge. Good old Hinge. Hey. <laughs> yep. yep, yep, came through. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny you mentioned the journal thing. I wish that I had journaled. I've never, I I, mm. I write lists of everything. Like I probably mm-hmm. have like 30,000 notes in my phone with like every single thought. Mm-hmm. I guess <laughs> it's a journal, but I wish I like actually journaled regularly about my okay. feelings because I, mm-hmm. I know I told my dog when I first thought I was in love with my fiance, Aww. but I don't know Aww. when that was. Like, my dog can't tell me can't like tell you. Tell you. you said you love Jake like at this office. Yeah. You said about him. Aww. So I wish I had that to look back on. Look back. So I I, I, yeah. I I love that you have that. That's really special. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> my last question for you and my favorite question to ask what is the best piece of dating or relationship advice you've ever received or have to give? Mm. mine I think is from my mom and she said that marriage is a covenant between two forgivers you have to forgive all the time and you can't be too proud to forgive your spouse for whatever all the time Mm. I love that that's so true Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is yep. true. It is a yep. lot of forgiveness yep. on both sides mm-hmm. <laughs> all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. I think. Um, I think for me, so I, I did a lot of online dating. I eventually met my husband on 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 an, a dating app, um, and I think I really got to a place where I just put expectations like out the window and I was treating each date as like just a Mm -hmm. new opportunity to have a conversation with someone I think Mm -hmm. once you get to that understanding of like this is not the like I think subconsciously yes we're all hunting for our husbands and wives but if you Mm -hmm. take that expectation off and it's like I'm just going out to have a conversation I'm just gonna sit and meet this new person and talk with them and you really dumb it down to that it takes so much pressure off. It takes, it makes it more enjoyable. Um, and it's, I think it took me a, a lot of years and a lot of first dates of doing that before I got mm-hmm. to a space of um, when I met my husband, I kind of showed up for the date and I was very like, what's your name? Where are you from? Like even the energy I brought was like maybe a little harsh, but it was just, I just want to have a conversation with this person. He's, I don't know who he is. I don't want to build him up to be anything. 
Um, and I think that was when I was enjoying dating the most, when I got to that level of like keeping the expectations like all the way low. <laughs> it's definitely hard to get there, but I mm-hmm. think it is so empowering when you do mm-hmm. have that mindset shift. It makes it fun. It makes it easy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And like you said, it takes the pressure off. So mm-hmm. I love that. And I'm mm-hmm. glad you got there. And that's how that's how it happened for you yeah Yeah, thanks (laughs) thank you guys so much for being here this has been so much fun where can everybody find you where can everyone find the show and what are you covering next yeah thanks for having us this was really fun um yeah you can find us on all podcast platforms uh we put on an episode every week we as i said just finished wrapping up uh uh, swiping america we are doing a rewatch of insecure right now just for fun Ooh, um love that. it's on netflix now so you can watch it um we're going to be diving into probably the ultimatum new season is coming up soon mm-hmm. um and then we do a ton of bonus content on patreon so we do weekly bachelorette recaps um on patreon we this week are talking like love island and real houses of new york just a lot of fun really fun episodes and that's patreon.com slash two black girls one rose find us on instagram twitter all over the place um two mm-hmm. black girls one rose amazing thank you both so so much and i will have all that linked in the show notes you guys i appreciate this so much thank you for coming on to everyone who listened send this to your reality tv loving best friend who needs to hear it send it to the group chat share it on your story there's so much in here that i'm so excited for everyone to hear so let's get it out there i'll talk to you guys later Thanks for listening, daters. I hope today's episode made you feel just a little bit less alone out there, no matter what your status might be. Give your finger a break from swiping and hit that follow and review button instead. And if you have any burning questions or want to share your own dating horror stories, reach out to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com. And in the meantime, keep on seeing other people.